Is that a year of ablaze? Yeah, I like that. I thought you shall better ablaze 2020. Amen. This is a month of Jesus took my place and gave me glory. Amen. And therefore, our declaration is what? No more limits. Amen. There's no limits in our life because Jesus took my place. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus took my place and gave me glory. Jesus took my place and gave me glory. Therefore, no more. Amen. Praise God. He told us about knowledge and consciousness of the truth. The truth is that Jesus took my place, took your place and gave you glory. We have to come to a place of knowing it. Knowing not just being informed, but coming to a place of union with what God has said. Hallelujah. When we come into a union with what God has said, we become conscious of it. At the place of consciousness, we are beginning to walk in the realities of what is being said. Hallelujah. And so you must know. I was having a chat with one of my daughters and she mentioned to me, asked me a question. It says, so that, do you believe that there are saints who are 400 years alive right now on earth. I said, wow, that sounds strange. I've not heard that before. He said, okay. I went to meet a pastor friend of mine. And he was telling me about it and gave me a book. Now, there's an Indian missionary who was a Buddhist or Hindu or something like that. And encountered Jesus and then began to preach Jesus everywhere. Began to preach, going to the very, very... Places that people will not go to. Even amongst monks. He went to the bush, looked for places where monks are to teach them about Jesus Christ. And one of such missionary work, he met this man. And he was preaching Christ to the man. The man was smiling. And the man said that, I, I, I have Jesus. And um, I was born in 15, something, something, 100. He looked at the man. And the man didn't look old. And he was a missionary. And he said that actually he was in the caves as a monk. And no monks, they don't live amongst humans. They, they, they live a different life. So in one of such times, he encountered Jesus. And he gave his life to Christ and became a missionary. He kept preaching and preaching. When he was approaching 100, he felt he was going to die. So he decided that the rest of his days, he would go and find a cave and be a monk unto the Lord. So while in the cave, he realized that death wasn't coming. And he was still just like nothing was happening to him. And then Christ appeared and said, you will be around to see my second coming. But I give you two assignments. Stay here. Pray for the church and meditate on my word. And the man is 400 years. Right now, I'm talking to you right now. 400 years is a life. Now, why did I bring this story to you? I always use this statement that when an eagle has stayed too long with fowls, when you tell the eagle who he really is, you tell he's a myth. You see, all of us are shocked. I was shocked. I've never heard it before. Because when I'm, when I'm prophesying, I, I, I say that 100, I mean, then we go. But I changed my prophecy. Why am I bringing this story? I, I've said several times that when 
the, the, the eagle lives with the chicken for too long. But even when the lion lives with the sheep for too long, he thinks like a sheep. When you tell the lion or the eagle who he really is, it's a myth. Now, if I were to tell you that there is such a dimension, a new creation that you can walk through walls, you would doubt me. No, you won't accept it for any reason. Why? Because we've lived so long in Egypt that how Egypt is thinking is how we are thinking. And our thinking has limited who we really are. If a prophet comes right now and tells you that money, supernatural money, can appear in your phone right now, you would doubt it. He says, it does not happen. There are protocols in this life. God is a God of principles. You must work before you get the money. Tonight, I'm going to share with you briefly using two people in the scriptures, three people actually in the scriptures, to try to explain something briefly to you, very briefly. I don't have much to say. Amen. I don't much. So, the thing is this. God has made the provision, but he can't put it in your mouth. You have to take it. Before I came into the service, I was, I was glancing through um, one of my son's status, and I saw a video of Archbishop Ben Sidawusa giving an example. He was trying to make a scenario while he was preaching somewhere in the U.S. And there was um, a jar of water and a glass there. And then he was standing like, water from the jar, go into the glass and come to my mouth now. Come now. I bind you every foul spirit, stopping the water from coming to my mouth. I bind you, water now, come to my mouth. Enter my throat to my belly. And the whole congregation was laughing. He did that for a while. Then now said, he mentioned the reverend, maybe for Stanley, Reverend Stanley, can you please pour water and can I have some water to drink? And he asked them, which one is easier? One time, a young lady asked me a question. It says that when Adam rebelled against God, one of the things that happened at a rebellion was that the woman was going to go through a lot giving birth. Right? That was not supposed to be the case. And she said, okay, now that Christ has come, hasn't he reversed it? And I said, he has reversed it. He said, then why are we suffering together? I said, provision has been made, but you must take it. Just as you went to take the fruit to eat and you rebelled, go and take the next fruit and eat and enjoy the life. The fruit is there, but if you don't go and take it from the tree, the tree will not walk to you and put the food in your mouth. That is how that Christ has taken our place and he has given us glory. In God's accounts, your account has been credited with glory. But in your reality, you're not walking in the way because you have to go and take it. And that's what we're taught by the bishop. Knowledge and consciousness. See, we have to meditate on God to the point that all the rubbish in our heads, all the lies in our heads about who we are not will depart. Let's look at that scripture again before I take the scenario. John 8, 31, 32. How can we consider headache as normal to life? How can we consider stomach ache as normal? How can a young lady consider that menstrual, menstrual period must be menstrual pain? Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, he didn't say if you read my word, he didn't say if you, if you try to memorize my word, say if you abide in my word, if you abide in my word. Now, 
to better explain to you what it looks like to abide in God's word. Before I continue the phrase there, give me Psalm 1 verse 2 and 3. In this year, your results will be different. Because the word will change your mentality. But his delights, his joy, his gladness, what satisfies him, what makes him happy, is not cantata, it's not series, it's not um, um, it's delight. It's, he's left the realm of being a command. It's a delight. It's not, it's not an instruction. It's not a religion. It's a life. It's a delight. It's not because my pastor says I read my Bible. No. But it's a delight. It's in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. The process of abiding is number one, delight in the Lord. Number two, meditate day and night. Now, how does it look like to abide? Verse number three. He shall be like a tree. Planted. When something is planted, it means that it's established there permanently. It's planted by the rivers of water. The rivers of water are the various several words of God to you. Let me make it more practical. There are the various scriptures in the Bible. The man is planted in all. He's planted in Exodus. He's planted in Leviticus. He's planted in Genesis. In Numbers. In Nahum. Planted in Matthew. Mark. Luke. John. Revelations. First John. He's planted. There's the river of healing. He's planted there. River of financial breakthrough. is planted there. Every river. The guy is planted. In that place. He's, he's, that is his house. Abide means to tabernacle. Tell us in Matthew 17, when, when the three disciples went to Jesus Christ, the Mount of Transfiguration. The Bible says, and while he was communing with them, there appeared Moses and Elijah. And it's very, very significant of the fact that when you climb the mountain of prayer, you meet two personalities. You meet power and humility. Because remember, the Bible says concerning Moses that he was the most, he was the meekest man amongst all men on earth. And Elijah stood there for power. When a man truly climbs the mountain of intercession, the mountain of fellowship with the Father, he comes balanced with power and humility, not one-sided. That's my focus though. But when Peter and John and James saw the glory they saw, they said, Sir, see, let's not worry ourselves. Let's not go down again. We will build two and three um, hearts, house. We'll build for you right here. How we'll find the materials, leave it to us. We'll make sure we get the roofing sheet, everything. We'll build three. One for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses. We will be gate men. Let's abide here. To abide means to build a house. It means you are, you are house. You are tabernacled. Are you with me? And this, this scenario. So imagine a tree that is planted by waters. What's going to happen? He says that. By rivers of water. That brings forth its fruits in seasons. There's no day. There's no time when it's, when it's 
that he lacks something to show. It's not the, nah. He said, whose leaves also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Why is it that everything he does shall prosper? It's not because of how skillful he is, but because of where he's planted. It's not about the economy. It's about where he's planted. His whole mind, because he has meditated and he has washed off the lies from his head. He doesn't believe he can be a failure. God said to Joshua, the popular scripture we all love to quote, Joshua 1 verse 8. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Say, but you shall meditate upon it daily. Observe to do all that there is. He said, then you shall, you shall make, you shall make. He didn't say, I will make, you shall make. You must, you must, you must come to my frequency so you can make as I make. So the provision is there. Jesus walked upon water. It means no flood can carry my house away. Now you see, your experiences is limited by your exposure to what Christ has said that you have caught. Hallelujah. There came a time in a church in another country where the man of God was preaching about the supernatural. And the man was preaching, the man of God was preaching, he said, you are God, you are God. Oh, when he started preaching that message, the way that country, they blasted him. Who do you mean that? We are God for what? What nonsense is that? What God? That was the period that some serious things happened in that country. And the members of his church were exempted. It was so sure that there's robbery. Robbery is going on. Robbery is going on. Robbery. You know that place in Nigeria, robbery, they don't hide it. Uh-uh. They know what they are doing. They rob daytime. Huh? The eyes are open. No mask. Mask for what? So when they line the cars up, then they start collecting their things. Then they go to this family that had the sticker of the church with the man of God's picture on it. When they say, ah, they greeted them. Well done, no. Wanna be papa and children. Well done, no. Well done. Now they go to church. Say, ah, no problem, no problem. Ah, then they call the other guy. Eh, uh, eh, uh, chooks. I beg, bring our tithes. We will give, we'll go give, papa, give us. Yes. They collected the tithes and gave to the men. They said, well done, no. Hey, leave them, let them go. Papa's children. What will give them that exemption? Not because they are righteous. It's revelation. What has... People of God, if Jesus says, pick up your, your mat and walk, and you only pick the mat and not walk, doesn't mean his word is not working. You have refused to accept the other instruction. That same season, a young man went to pray on the park. He was praying. He was praying in the park. Then some thieves came there. They were holding, no, these are hand robbers. Only gun. Say, shut up there. Say, I can't show I'm talking to my father. Then they took the gun, machine gun. Shot this guy. The guy was standing there. His clothes all tore. Go and pick that book. Releasing the supernatural. You see, sometimes the kind of book you're reading makes you more worldly than more Christ. You don't know what's happening in this nation? Buy our newspaper. You don't know what is happening in our nation as the kingdom? Buy our books. What kind of books are you reading? You need to read something. Mix the books up with people who have experienced examples to show. 
So you know how we are in this kingdom. Go and read that book. Read the supernatural. But Bishop Edebo, go and read it. That's the book I read, and I spoke to my, my machine to work. I read that book, I became crazy. I was going to preach. This was in 1999. I read that book. After I read that book, I entered a program. I was so wild in my spirit. I won't tell you what I did. But, you see, the way you are is because of what you are reading. You accept anything because of what you are reading. You know, we are all human beings. Life is hard. Just accept what life brings. Do what you can, leave the rest. It's all of a life. We don't know how long we'll live. We can be left and be dying tomorrow. The final getaway does it. Not because you're not, it's because Ghana is hard. Let's be realistic. So it's your reality that you're living in right now. Oh, me, dear. I can't stop fornicating. It's something in my bloodline. They will drain your blood and put new one there. You hear the story Papa gave us? About Ken Hagen was preaching. He didn't realize when he was suspended in the air. I'm showing you, it was so hard for you to accept it. There's one thing to listen and one thing to accept. If you accept a truth coming, you will, you will do it. I'm serious. In church, we have reduced church to an information center. We get informed, but never transformed. If you accept a truth, you will do it. You will know when you're doing it, you just do it. It was here in Accra here. That season when we were preaching supernatural, yeah, God. That was when he was opening up Psalm 82, verse 5 and 6. Hey! So for them, it's easy. You can hear the word now, she will say, Why, my God? And you will see believers who wake up in the morning, they'll just stand at their gate. This day is a good day. Morning, you are coming to me. And we're bringing testimonies to church. A church where they are not dangerous testimonies, it means the members are not receiving the word, they are hearing it. something. Stop these kind of testimonies. I slept and I woke. And so what? And you see, sometimes your attitude, even when the word is coming, is one other issue altogether. Hi. It hurts me sometimes. Provision is there. Provision is there. The provision is there. The provision is there. Somebody's 400 years. 400. He's still meditating and praying. 25. 30. He's now born by one hour. 400 years. They are there. Kipo katana makashaka nai. Oh God, oh God, I pray for all of us, including myself. May we not joke with your word. May we not take your word for granted, Jesus. Please, Lord. Some of you by now should travel. It's 
a lot of work for us pastors because when we, when we are praying and studying, we're thinking about you. We don't have time to look at ourselves. That's why our joy is in you living the word that we are talking about. But if all we are talking about, you are still the same person, then it means that. It's, listen, listen. The light shined in darkness. Darkness comprehends. These are simple scriptures. Look at my point. If, 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 if we switch on the light and darkness can't argue with the light, what makes you think that God's word that is coming is mere academic work? Do you know when you come to church, you have been writing notes. It's another aspect of accepting the word. How you sit in church shows whether you are ready for God or you are joking. How can you sit in church like this? Do you do that in the school? And you say you are here for an encounter? You are joking. He said, my son, incline your ears to my sins. It means, hmm, what I say next? Mm-hmm. So when you come to church, you're not ready to hear the pastor's voice. You want to hear God's voice in the pastor's voice. And that's why it's not like a desikar. Please, are you with me, people of God? The provision is there. The provision is there. There are times I'm disturbed. Why? Because I feel like Isaiah, we're disgracing God too much. We're disgracing God. Because with all that God is saying, all he can get is this one. No. Something's wrong with Isaiah. Isaiah has to sit down and begin to allow the Holy Ghost to work on him very well. Take out the stupidity. Are you with me? Now, this is where I'm ending. In Genesis 27, when you read the whole chapter, it's a very beautiful scripture. It talks about Isaac, who is full of age and is about to depart and has to bless his son. And we know he had twins, Esau and Jacob. And he, Isaac, loved Esau. And the wife, Rebecca, loved Jacob. And we know that Esau was hairy and he was a hunter. Jacob was the baby boy of the house. He was a shepherd. Now, when the days had come for Isaac to depart, not to bless his son, amen. Praise God. It's every pastor's desire that the members walk in dimensions. That's the truth. And sometimes the way we express ourselves is something the burden of the spirit. You can sense that this is there's something. We read Isaiah chapter 5. God said, I've done everything for my garden to prosper. The guy said, You won't give fruit. So God now said, What should I do again? God was complaining about Israel. He said, What should I do? I'll read it for you. Because it was part of the scripture that came to my heart to write down. So God said, I've done, I've put fertilizer, I've heard you, I've blessed you. He said, What else? What else can I do? He said, My vineyard is not growing. What do I do? Then God said, this is what I will do. I will take away the hedge. <laughs> so, Rebecca overheard Isaac telling Esau to get him his delight so he can bless him. And then she quickly goes to the side. You know what, Charlie? Stop joking around. Stop, stop the shifting. Bring one of the nice ones. Your father is about to bless your son, your elder brother. I don't think that's the way out. Oh, yeah. Let's do this fast, fast, fast. The woman came, prepared the thing. He said, but, but my brother is hairy. He said, don't worry, don't worry, forget. Leave me. Let me handle this thing. Put hair on the boy. The guy went. And then he says, Rabba, I have come to food. He said, ah. And you've come early. What's happening? So the Lord favored me on the road. I caught a quick one. <laughs> and then he said, ah, the voice is Esau. But the, 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 the hands, the voice is Jacob, but the hands are Esau. So, ah, okay. The man ate it. And then, Blessed him. <laughs> as, Bible says, as soon as he finished, ah, brother Esau arrived his food. 
<laughs> and he said, Baba, I have come. Oh, God is good. This is the food. Oh, yeah, chop. Bless me. Fast, fast, fast. Do this thing quick. Let's go. <laughs> he said, ah, but I just blessed you. He said, ah, who? Papa, I know you are getting old. Stop joking like this. What's happening here? He said, oh, but I just said, no, 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 it's not me. He said, then who came? He said, ah. And the guy said, ah, my brother supplanter. The second time you have deceived me. He said, ah, fool. The first time, this is the one that deceived you. Appetite. So, he tells the father, now give me verse 40. Genesis 27, 40. Now, I'm using Isaac. I'm using the story as metaphorically. All right? I'm using it as representations. So, fully, don't go and tell somebody that this is what Isaac means God. And don't do that. It's for this context. Amen. It says, so, before the statement, um, Esau told the father, is there not even one blessing? Me? One blessing. Do you know something? Because the Jews understood blessing. Blessing was like a yeast. When the blessing of your father is upon you, the little work you do, ah, things are increasing. Blessing was seen as grace. Blessing was seen as walking in the might of the revelation of your, of your father. Do you understand? Blessing, hey, what they knew was that when you are blessed, even they put you in the desert, you make it a forest. They knew what blessing was. Blessing. Ah, <laughs> so why would you think this guy will, will be so hurt that he didn't receive a blessing check to the scriptures every time a patriarch was dying he would bless the children he would pass on all the grace that God had given back to them so they can build Hutata. so the foundation of Isaac's blessing was Abraham's last blessing and the foundation for Jacob or Esau was going to be the combination of Abraham and Isaac's own. Do you see the thing? So Charlie, it's not, it's not a joking thing at all. The guy was hurt. He said, Father, please. He said, no one. Just one. Just one. Look what the father told him. He says, by your sword, you shall live. Hey, Papa Weeper. You shall save your brother. Ha! It shall come to pass when you become restless that you will break his yoke from your neck. When you become restless, when you become determined, frustrated by it, you break that yoke off. You no longer serve your brother, you'll be prosperous. When you read on, when Jacob was returning and heard Esau was about to meet him, and then he had prepared goods to bless Esau with, Esau said, I don't need them. The Lord has blessed me more than this. It suggests that blessing is not wealth. an inheritance. Because if blessing was wealth, then Esau was. But what I'm trying to say is this. I use Isaac to represent God. I use Esau to represent unbelievers. And I use Jacob to represent believers. Now, Esau, without a blessing, still made a statement in this generation. It's called mercy. But please, Jacobs, what are you doing with the blessing given you? Esau. See that? Esau. Esau. Dubai, Esau. Singapore, Esau. Japan, Esau. Korea, Esau. Esau is what we are driving. Esau. 
the tent. Unbelievers are not creating all these ones. Esau, they are restless. They are producing all this. Esau, we now know what is called house. We know what is called TV. Esau, we know what is called light. We know what is called chair. Esau. Yes, it's true that believers, some believers, you know, key inventions are done by believers. But there are not many. Big gate, a believer. Esau. Esau was on your phone. That's your phone, Esau. Restless, Esau. Esau. Your shoes, designer wears, Esau. Jacob, what have you done with the blessing? Please lift your two hands above your head and begin to thank the Lord once again. Lift your voice and thank the Lord. 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 Speak to the Lord, lift your voice and thank Him. Lift your voice and thank Him. Oh, lift your voice and thank the Lord. 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 Mariko Shagada Mangalaba. Oh, Ando beyando ramaneke shandale Amano randa bando Ilema brando segebe Erose terimoke shai Oh Jesus Thank you Lord Jesus I have no the God but you I have no other God 
nobody You have done what no man has done And you will do what no man can do I have no other God Wanted to lift your two hands to him, everybody. I, I have, have no other God but you. You have, you have oh, no man. Can do, can do. Say it again. I have no, I have no other God but you. Oh, I have no, I have no but you. To her the thing I have no I have no other other God but you I have no other God but you Again, sing, I am no other God. I have no. Please lift your two hands. Lift your two hands. Lift your two hands, everybody. Everybody, lift your two hands. Other God. Other God. Oh, you have done. You have done. What no man. What no man. What no man, what no man, 
your voice and just bless the name of the Lord one more time everybody lift your voice and bless the Lord everybody yeah. well, no man, no man. oh come on bless the Lord 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 Ye maradi shandalabi Ye maradi ashandalabi Open up your spirit to the Lord Open up your spirit to the Lord now yes Oh come on bless the name of the Lord yes And you are done you are sickness will not have dominion over you. In the name of Jesus, he himself took away our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Sickness will not have dominion over our lives. In the name of Jesus, we come against every cancer, we come against asthma, we come against consistent malaria and fever, we come against blood pressure, low, high, we come against any stomach ache. We come against ulcer. We come against kidney failure. We come against heart problems. We come against every respiratory problem. We come against it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In this year, sickness will have no place in our families. To have no place amongst our employers, our employees, our friends, our beloved ones. In the name of Jesus Christ. No one shall go to labor and remain there. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Your finances is, is increasing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Your business is prospering. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Your business is prospering. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Your business is prospering. 
in the name of Jesus. Closed doors are being opened. Closed doors are being opened in the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. The Lord has gone ahead of you. The crooked paths are made straight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. His name is exalted in your life. In the name of Jesus. You are blessed. You are blessed. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.